This is the Rower's Choice Podcast. The thing about rowing is you have to completely surrender your individual pride when you enter a boat, and then you mm. give yourself up uh, to your teammates. You, There's no such thing as a successful rower. There's only a successful crew. This is Alex Del Sordo at another Rower's Choice podcast, but this one's a little bit different. This one, um, I'm doing a Zoom interview. Now, I think if you know me well, I'm not technically savvy. So this is something new to us. There's a, a video aspect to it. But I have um, I have a really cool guest uh, that I know nothing about. And today we're going to learn a little bit about her and, and, and her experience in, uh, in rowing. But this is Becca Kimball, and she is the head coach of Indianapolis Rowing Center and um, in this amazing ERG competition that we put together, we've gotten one athlete that stood out among the rest, and her name is Paris. And we come to find that she is a freshman pulling a 730, I think it was, for the, um, uh, for the 2112 meters. So, Becca, um, welcome to our first ever podcast slash video Zoom interview. This is awesome. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Yeah. So, so Becca, um, as I said earlier here, I know nothing about you. Can you please, uh, what I'd like to do is I'd like to start with where did you start rowing and why do you continue to row and how did you get to where you are today running uh, Indianapolis uh, Rowing Center? Yeah. So um, I did not row in high school. I was actually um, a basketball player and I went to Wellesley College, which is just outside of Boston, um, to play basketball. Um, the novice rowing coach there always um, came to our games, painted himself in blue because um, our mascot was blue. And uh, he kept trying to get me to try rowing, get me to try rowing. So in the spring of my freshman year at Wellesley, I decided to try it. Um, found myself to be um, pretty competitive. And uh, what does that mean? So competitive. So you're a basketball player. So that means naturally you're just a better athlete than probably 90% of the kids that row. Uh, so what does that mean to you? Like what, what does competitive look like? Um, I guess I, I'm, was pretty tall and strong. So I, um, was able to perform well in the ERG. Um, what was your, what was your 2k? What was your 2k piece? Uh, my first one was that I pulled I think so. The first practice we had was a 2K. I'd never touched an erg before. What? Um, yeah, I think I maybe pulled a 745. Um, <laughs> okay. All right. I want to take a step back here. Um, that's so typically you, you take a minute. There's a minute difference between men and women, right? So my first ever, ever was a seven. No, it was like an 803. So that's equivalent to a nine minute 2K for, for women. So you you crushed it. That's amazing. So your first ever was that fast. Uh, impressive. Yeah. That, that's um, impressive. It was pretty cool. I uh, was not that fast on the water. I can tell you that. <laughs> um, it took me a couple of years to get the hang of the technique. Um, but I like loved the sport. I instantly fell in love with my teammates, my coaches. Um, Tessa Spillane was my head coach at Wellesley and best yeah. coach ever. Um, my teammates are amazing. Uh, just pushing each other every day. And I mean, I just been an athlete my entire life, but there's something special about rowing. It really taught me how to work together on a team, how to exercise leadership, persevere. Um, so that's interesting. So explain the difference between basketball then. Cause I, I mean, that is a team sport, right? I mean, so why, why would you say that basketball uh, or rowing was just a little bit better of a team sport and taught you more than basketball? 
Um, so the thing about rowing is um, you have to completely surrender your individual pride when you enter a boat um, and you mm. give yourself up uh, to your teammates. You, there's no such thing as a successful rower. There's only a successful crew. Um, and you are enduring pain, uh, showing integrity, passion, doing things your body um, is telling you it can't all with your teammates. So it's something special. You sound like a really good coach. <laughs> that is a perfect, uh, I love that. I circled that, surrender individual pride in rowing. And I think that translates in almost anything in life, really. I mean, if you have a family, if you have, uh, in, in even in here in, in a business setting, uh, you have to surrender yourself to the, to, to the team. Um, so you rowed in college. Uh, what happens next? Like, where, where do you go from there at that point in your rowing career? Um, so I, um, did train with the U23, um, uh, national team for a bit. I did the pre-elite program, uh, for a summer and, um, what year was that? That was in 2013. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I, um, kept training for a bit after college. I went to grad school at Ohio state right after college. Um, would have loved to have NCAA eligibility, but I didn't. Um, and then I just kind of, um, I decided not to pursue, um, uh, a farther career in rowing. I, um, decided to focus on my professional career. Um, and I and, moved. And what is that? What is your professional career? Um, so I'm director of uh, patient financial navigation at IU health, which is a 17 hospital system throughout the state of Indiana. Uh, well, I have a whole lot of questions for you about COVID-19. <laughs> so we'll do that yeah. a little bit here. Um, yeah. so, so, wow. So you did five years of rowing? Is that it? Just, just five quick years? Um, yeah, well, I mean, I rode with like some master's programs as well. I rode uh, community rowing in Boston. I'm from Boston. From um, okay. Yeah. And, um, and then I actually took a few years off when I first moved to Indiana. Um, and then I joined up with the master's at Indianapolis Rowing Center last spring. So about a year ago. Um, and kind of was in and out and then started volunteering as a coach over the summer last year um, for the juniors and yeah. then started full-time in the fall as a varsity girls head coach. And then this winter I became the head coach of the whole program. So why, why rowing coaching? Like why, what, you know, you're, you're, you're a director at IU health. I mean, so you're, you're obviously a very busy individual uh, <laughs> and coaching as we all know is 80 hours a week, you know, let's be real. It's a very challenging job. Why, uh, why coaching? What, what got you into that? Uh, so I coached basketball, um, a JV basketball team, uh, at my old high school actually. Uh, and I just knew I loved coaching. Um, and I mean, it's the kids, they are unbelievable. Um, seeing their growth, um, when they hit a new PR, how excited they are to seeing them push each other every day. I, there's nothing like it. It's the best part of my day every day. I love that. Now, what is, how do you, what is it like the difference of coaching uh, JV basketball 15 year olds and coach and coaching JV 15 year old rowers? Is, is there a big difference? Um, there's not a big difference in terms of um, what the kids are like and what they want to accomplish. Yeah. Um, but the sport itself is really different. Uh, so for rowing, I mean, you have to be mentally tough and be able to push yourself through pain in a way, in a different way than basketball. Basketball is a game. It's fun. I love basketball. I would go out and play basketball all day, every day. But rowing, there's like something deeper in it. Um, it's not necessarily always fun, <laughs> for sure. Um, yeah. But yeah. 
Wow. So I like that you said it was a game uh, because it is. I mean, basketball is a game. Uh, rowing is uh, slightly different. Uh, so, okay. So you're one year, one full year into coaching. Is that, is that right? Um, about, yeah. Yeah. So how big is your team? Like who, who, like who do you have on your program? Yeah. So I have about 74 kids. Um, divide, <laughs> and divided 74. into, yeah. Um, varsity girls, varsity boys, novice girls and novice boys. You are um, program director. You are running the show. Um, of the, yeah, yes. Yeah, of the, um, juniors. Yep. And then I specifically coach the, uh, in the spring and fall, I coach the, uh, varsity girls, um, over the winter. I, coach at all I have six amazing coaches who I get to work with um for each program so they're I mean they're great and a lot of them have been here for so many years uh tons of rowing experience so you know it's very rare to to find someone so I'm going to say young um like I, I consider you young <laughs> uh, to be the head of a program um I I I, I don't know how that that doesn't happen very often. That's really impressive. Um, was that, was it just, was it an obvious thing that like, cause of your leadership skills and your ability or was it a long process like that got you to the head coach position? Um, it was not a long process. It was um, kind of things kind of just happened by chance. Uh, chance. Wow. The um, right. head coach that was here moved. Um, and so they needed someone and um, you raise your I, hand. You said, I'm in. I'm yeah, in. that's basically what happened. Wow. Okay. So then, so then you have a full-time job elsewhere. So you, you, you have to be a busy person. I mean, that's a lot of work. It's yes, I am very busy. I also play on like eight flag football teams. <laughs> <laughs> so I, uh, yeah. I'm exhausted thinking about your life right now. Okay. <laughs> like I'm tired. Uh, well, let's, let's, um, I want to transition into COVID-19. So you, I, I can't, I didn't write down your entire uh, title at IU Health, but um, what can you tell me of your experience of what's happening with COVID-19 in our in our world right now in the United States? Yeah, so um, I am actually managing the statewide uh, medical supply donations um, for IU Health. Right. Wow. So it's um, extremely, extremely crazy here. Um, it is a very, very serious thing and people need to be um taking it seriously social distancing uh i mean just in indiana today we jumped from like 2500 cases to over 3000 we had 13 more deaths yesterday um so it's i mean our healthcare workers on the front lines are incredible so what uh what what advice aside from washing hands can you give rowers and and people that uh, are at home training and working out? I mean, is there anything that you can give advice to? Um, I mean, I would say um, washing your hands, cleaning your equipment, um, not sharing equipment. Hopefully everyone's kind of just in their house. Um, I mean, I do recommend getting fresh air, going on runs outside. I That has been keeping me sane. <laughs> um, but very careful to kind of go around on the sidewalk six feet between someone if they're walking. Um, and just, uh, but really continuing to work out because mentally that's so important during this time. Uh, I know. That gonna affect, so I read articles all the time about this stuff, you know, mm-hmm. does, does working out, um, help you in this, uh, your immune system and things like that, or is that just not tested right now? Um, yeah, that's not, um, that's not a big part of it. 
I mean, there are people who have immunodeficiency disorders and who have asthma are definitely more susceptible to coronavirus, but yeah. healthy people are getting it too. And that's what's scary. Um, so. so, so for you, how have you kept yourself sane in all of this? Like as a coach with 74 kids out there and a job, uh, give, give someone some advice other than reading an article on, on Apple <laughs> News, like what have you done for yourself? Uh, yeah, I mean, I have, um, well, I have Zoom practices with my kids. Um, seeing their faces always makes me happy. I have uh, my family. So my parents are in Boston. My brother's in San Francisco. We have uh, Zoom family dinners together. We're all eating our own dinner, wow. playing game over Zoom. So uh, you eat dinner with your family over Zoom? Sometimes, like once that a week. That is awesome. That's clever. I like <laughs> yeah. that. I might do that with my mom. I think she would. Actually, my mom would not be able to figure out Zoom, so... <laughs> That's a problem. And how about, how about, um, athlete engagement? Now I, I talk to coaches every day. Okay. Mm -hmm. And, and they tend to ask me the same questions, right? So what are you doing keeping your athletes engaged over the next three or four or five months? Because this will go away. We will eventually get back on the water. And I want to get another question that you're going to have to answer is what do you do about the kid who's brand new to rowing three months ago? Right. Yeah. How do you get a kid, boy or girl, who, who's not been on the water yet, who hasn't had that exhilaration, that fun? How do you keep them engaged right now as the program head coach? Yeah, that's definitely difficult. So we have a team group me um, where kids are actively um, talking to each other. I have a daily workout plan for them um, every day and they post their scores. So they'll post screenshots of their ergs if they have an erg, post what they ran, um, and that's been really helpful, motivating each other. I also give them a daily challenge each day. Like today, a lot, yesterday's daily challenge was get eight hours of sleep, um, wow. like that. Um, and then like we, that. so we actually had 22 new rowers join us over the winter that have never been in the water. Um, and they've actually been some of the most dedicated through this time. Um, I think just really forming that team bonding experience and the cohesiveness and making mm -hmm. sure to encourage that has been really important. So um, I'm going to ask you a selfish, selfish question. Uh, mm -hmm. you, you are part of the virtual rowers choice erg mania. Um, uh, yeah. How has, how have the kids taken to that? Um, how have you taken to that? Has that been a fun experience in the last couple of days? Yes, very. So we have four teams in, in it. Um, three girls and one boy team. Um, and that's been really exciting. At first, there was a little bit of um, kind of hesitance from some people, not sure if they wanted to. And then finally, I just said, all boys under 705 and girls under 810, you're doing this competition. <laughs> so <laughs> I kind of enforced it. Um, and it's been going really well. I mean, um, our top girls team is ranked uh, fourth in the Midwest right now. It's pretty yeah. exciting. Um, so now, uh, now, um, let's talk about, can we talk about the athlete that, that won the golden hammer? I mean, it's unreal. Um, yeah. so, 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 so tell me about this athlete, how she came to be part of the program. Um, how is she enjoying rowing? Cause she's new, right? I mean, she's yeah. brand new. Talk to me about, about her. Yeah. So Paris, so she was a basketball player, just like me, um, just kind of getting, um, a little tired of it. Wanted to try something new. So came out for rowing in the fall as a freshman. Wow. Um, was instantly just on the erg was unreal. Um, I mean, our novice girls this fall were so good. They won gold at a few regattas. Um, they're just so strong. And Paris, her first 2K was a 743. 
as a freshman <laughs> in high school. Um, I can't believe that. Yeah, she's now at a 700.4. Wow, um, wow. And, and she's just an incredible athlete and person, um, such a hard worker, um, cares about her teammates, uses them as motivation, always uh, is the, the first thing she does after pieces is kind of see how other people do and congratulate them. Um, I mean, for the March Mania, um, that top team I have is actually three freshmen and a senior. Um, oh, oh, I'm going to talk about that. Watch out. Like, <laughs> yeah. we do, we're we're going to do this every year. So next year, I mean, they would be clear favorites in our, in this competition if they yeah. if that out. Um, yeah. So, so, all right. So um, uh, someone very much involved in Rower's Choice, his name is Mike Wallen and he's the program director of Chicago Rowing Foundation. Uh, he was a basketball player. Okay. He, uh, he was like, I mean, a standout basketball player in Philadelphia. He also was bigger and stronger than pretty much everybody in the team. And he had a really hard time adapting to rowing. Like he talks about this all the time. We have a podcast that we'll be launching soon. Um, and this goes really well to growing the sport. This, this girl, Paris, is a clear athlete. She's stronger than and probably a better athlete than any person on your program, if not, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like she's just a standout performer. How do you get someone like her engaged in rowing? Like what have you done with her and the other athletes? Is there, can you, can you explain that or talk about that, what you've done to help cultivate that? Yeah. I mean, we have a lot of um, incredible athletes from different sports. We have an eighth grade boy who's a track star and is now one of our fastest boys in our program. Um, we have just so many incredible kids in general. I wish I could just name them all off for you. Um, but it's been, the thing is once I really thrive on positive reinforcement for these kids. Um, and I think that's been a really good technique to help them, um, love rowing. And when you, when they do something good and you acknowledge it and praise them and, uh, and just to them and in front of the team, it really motivates them to keep going. Um, and I think that's been really big. So that's, so that's a good, that's good advice for other coaches, right. To, Regardless, like they don't have to be pulling a seven minute, but if, if, if they do something fun or good, you should acknowledge them and get them, get them going. Right. And yeah. I mean, we have a seventh grade girl who just started this winter. Her first 2k was like a 940 and her second 2k was a nine minute. And that was awesome. You know, wow. you improved it by 10 split seconds. So calling that out to everyone, doesn't matter where you are. It's you against yourself and for your times of your splits. That's uh wow. So I, you know, I don't think, it's funny because like rowing coaches tend to be um, rowing coaches for life, right? They're, they've been in the sport forever. And I'll say like, if I saw a nine minute, I wouldn't get excited because I know that that's just not good enough. Right. But you see it a little bit differently, right? You see that as a big success and you, you vision, your vision is if you improve, get them excited and going. Right. So that's, that's really cool. I want to transition. It's the same sort of series of questions here. It's our goal at Rower's Choice is to get people that are non-rowers excited about the sport. So to get parents of kids excited, to get friends excited, to get, to bring it in the limelight. Now you are a former basketball player. You've been at, at the high level where people come and watch you perform. Uh, any advice on what we do to try to get our sport uh, to not be such a, a nerdy 
sports? I mean, what do you, any, any ideas, any thoughts on, on how to I do mean, it? It's definitely difficult, especially being in the Midwest. It's not really as well known. I mean, being from Boston, rowing is pretty, you know, head of the Charles, everyone knows yeah. what rowing is. Um, so we've just been really focusing on marketing. Um, I mean, I've been putting up flyers at like before COVID, obviously, all of the local coffee shops um, have yard signs out. Um, being grassroots. I mean, that's that's grassroots stuff, huh? Oh yeah. Wow, grassroots at marketing. But what? How do you do? You think the powerful tool of social media can be used, and and what do you think we could use for that? And what I'm trying to get an I'm trying to get an understanding of how do we get people that are not rowers to watch what we're doing, to come to the regattas, to to, to cheer on other athletes. Like when the NCAA tournament comes, I don't know these kids, but I'm like in a, I can't stop watching and get excited. What, how do we do that for our sport? Yeah, that's definitely, uh, definitely difficult. I think, honestly, I think the Olympics really helps. Unfortunately, it won't be till next year, but, uh, it always seems that after the Olympics rowing kind of surges a little bit, um, just showing, I mean, I love, so at, we have call out meetings for interested or potential new rowers. I've been going to schools doing them and I show this little clip, like a five minute clip of the, um, women's eight, yeah. um, in the 2012 Olympics. And it's just really, I just got cool. chills. I remember that race. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Nope. Um, another thing I've been doing is actually, um, going to local middle schools. So, and elementary schools to their PE classes. Yep. Um, it's been PE teachers have been really awesome about that. Bringing an herb, kind of showing kids what it's all about. Um, getting them just so they can know what it is. How about what, what, so how about promoting kids uh, and getting them excited on social media? I mean, do you think that that works as well? Yeah, definitely. I mean, we try to be pretty active on our social media. I always encourage the kids to share our posts, put them on their Instagram stories. So other, other kids see. Uh, and do I'm they not, like, I mean, do, do they, do they dive into that? Do they enjoy doing that? Some of them. Yeah. Some of them, yeah. Yeah, I mean, most of them are, they're all very active on social media. So, I don't know, TikToks, they do TikToks. I don't really know TikToks, what that is. TikToks, yeah, I don't know what that is. I don't know what it is either. CJ, CJ, CJ laughs at me. I, 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 I'm not computer illiterate. Like, I know how to use a computer and my phone and everything. And it took me, like, three minutes to figure out how to use this microphone on a computer. So, uh, but, like, TikTok, like, that stuff's funny to me. Like, I have a six-year-old daughter, and uh, I think she's more savvy than I am. Uh, sometimes. So what do you, what do you think, what do you think is going to happen for the next four or five months? What's your prediction for rowing? Um, and what is happening with COVID-19 given your experience with COVID-19? Yeah, I mean, it's really, um, it's kind of different state by state. I think Indiana, we're supposed to hit our peak in the next week or two, which is pretty, pretty similar across the country. And New York will be a little bit earlier. Um, I know right now we have, so one of our regattas has been canceled. Uh, well, two of them have been canceled. Midwest is hope is working on they're working on rescheduling it to June, mm-hmm. um, late June, which I'm optimistic, but not not too not don't not too optimistic that'll happen. I really <laughs> hope so. Um, I think the big thing is like our summer programs. Like I have had a few kids um, who've gotten into. I got a girl who's gotten to Ready Set Row, Penn AC Gold. Um, and so I'm really hoping that these programs happen for them, you know, but I mean, the Olympics being canceled, it's not, not, like yeah, it's not, it's not good. Uh, I don't, I don't think so. Um, so I've, I've interviewed several, uh, women in our sport and you're a bit of a, a unique one having not been rowing your entire life. You didn't row in high school. In some cases you, we, we talked to kids that people that rowed in, when they were in seventh, eighth grade, um, 
first question is like, do you want to make coaching your career or do you just really enjoy being the director at IU Health? I mean, do you, now that you're loving it, right? You're really engaged, you do it. Do you see yourself being a professional coach or do you want to stay in the other sector? Um, I see myself staying in healthcare. My passion has always been, I want to make the world a better place. I want to do good. Um, I really enjoy that. I thrive at work um, and just have like a lot of lofty goals for myself career-wise. That being said, coaching has been incredible and I, um, I would not mind um, kind of, I definitely want to continue coaching, um, see what happens in terms of what coaching I get into. But honestly, high school is like my passion. Um, I think these kids are so, um, they're so growing, maturing. Um, I have like, I had a coach in high school who uh, I still am in touch with you know, it was really influenced my life. And I think that's what I want to do for these kids. I want to be able to be there for them during this tough stage. And being a teenager is hard, you know, it sucks sometimes. And so um, being there for them and helping them reach their next goals of rowing in college um, or not rowing college, but just getting into a good school, doing whatever they want to do. So in, in, in rowing, we have a very small, uh, it's a very small world. I think you know that it's obvious Mm -hmm. when, when, high school coaches specifically start to show um, major success. Like if you have a big program, if you grow your program as the director, if you start winning races, you become um, well-known. And there's a good chance that if you continue your trend, that there will be a lot of opportunities for you uh, coming out there. A lot of opportunities to coach at other high school programs, at club programs, even at the college level. Um, But what you're saying is that you want to influence these kids, these athletes, but you really just love being somewhere else. Like you love having your career, right? Yeah, I do. I do. I love having my career. Um, and right now I just kind of, I, it's funny because career wise, um, I really focus on like the next step and where I can go. And then coaching wise, like I want to focus on the kids I have now mm. and be there for them and give all my energy to them um, rather than kind of thinking about where I'd want to go next. I really appreciate that, but there you're, you're young enough and I'll, and CJ and everybody else here at Rower's Choice will tell you, it's going to get really hard being a professional and then coaching as well. Like you are going to get tired. So enjoy the moment right now, uh, as, as much as you possibly can, because it's going to get very challenging. Um, do you have a lot of relationships with the parents of the program as well? Like, do you, how do you spend your day? Uh, communicating to these athletes and these coaches. Now, forget about COVID nineteen. Like, if you had to go to your day job every day, how do you how do you um, balance all of that work? Um, yeah, I definitely. The parents are awesome. Um, I have a booster group um, who I'm I work with constantly. Um, of the parents, I I you know I'm on texting terms with a lot of the parents. Uh, whenever they email me, text me any questions. Um, I really like that. I like when seeing parents engaged. Like my goal is to get to know like the name of every single parent. Mm, uh, yeah. Obviously spring, no, not having spring regattas is going to put a little uh, damper in that, but that's, that's what I want to be able to go to a regatta and be like, Hey, you know? Yeah. I, so I got to tell you when I was coaching, I coached for a while when I coached at Bishop O'Connell in Virginia, um, it was, it was actually unbelievable. I became, best friends with these parents. I would 
go out to dinners with them. They became my family. I mean, they still send presents to my children. It's, it's, it's crazy. So that is a really um, good piece of advice for other coaches too, especially if you're trying to make this a career, get involved with the parents and the boosters, because they're the ones that are helping fund and drive the program. That's, I mean, that's really good advice for, uh, for future coaches. Now, and I'm, so what I do in this, I, I take notes, right. And I try to, and I just, I figure out where to send this, uh, this podcast and this video. And there are nuggets here that I've written up and circled that I think, I really hope other coaches that watch or listen to this can, can learn from you. Uh, this is incredible. I love that you said you surrendered individual pride to rowing. Uh, I love that you talk about um, the grassroots of getting rowing excited again. I mean, putting stakes in the ground and saying, come, come row over here. I mean, that, that's fun. And that's a, a different perspective. I think a lot of coaches have. Um, so is there, is there a, is there a prediction? I'm going to close with this. Is there a prediction for your team, your top team at the NCAA, uh, the, excuse me, not the NCAA. I gotta, gotta rephrase this better. Um, in our virtual herb media competition, do you have a prediction for your, uh, for your athletes? Um, yeah, they're going to go all the way. I mean, they, <laughs> I mean that, my top team, like I can tell you those three freshmen are all in it for our senior Avery Thorpe. She's rowing at Indiana university next year. Amazing. Wow. Spring season's gotten taken away. They are rowing for her. Um, I just got chills. Oh, I love this. So you got a bunch of freshmen who in some cases barely been on the water. Right. And they're just pulling their butts off for a freshman that's going to Indiana U. Uh, have they done the 4,800 meter piece yet? Have they done that, that cycle? Um, not all of them. Some of them have started it. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait. Uh, Becca, this has been a lot of fun. You are the first one to do our zoom interview. Um, I can't thank you enough. And, uh, I'm going to close it. This is Alex Del Sordo again with another rowers choice podcast, uh, with a video interview. And we're going to be doing these over the course of the next couple of weeks. And if you are a coach part of the virtual earn media and you want to get interviewed, please contact CJ or myself to set this up. Uh, Becca, thank you so much. This thank you for having me. It was awesome. This is the Rower's Choice Podcast. Rower's Choice is made up of finish line shell repair, Resolute Racing Shells, and Sykes USA.